I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, Lessons That Most Successful Entrepreneurs Had to Learn the Hard Way. The path to building a successful business is really a simple one, but in the beginning, it seems simple enough. You'll build an amazing product, market it, and watch as people pull out their credit cards. Then you'll hire people to take over the menial tasks, and you'll move into the role of CEO, eventually delegating that as well as living on the beach in Bora Bora, sipping on a martini. Of course, anyone who's spent more than three months trying to build a business knows that it isn't the common story arc for a thriving startup. The truth is, building a business brings lots of unexpected twists. People quit, products fail, and you burn out. To help mitigate the impact of those speed bumps, we will discuss four lessons that most successful entrepreneurs have learned the hard way. But maybe you don't have to. Before that, there are six things to consider before starting a business. Why are we talking about starting a business now? Simply because in today's marketplace, if you look at where we were a hundred years ago, we've really come back to where we were. Because if you look at the beginning of the 20th century, that's when there was a big migration to the United States from European countries. And many of those people bought their skills with them. And what did they do? They literally took those skills and applied them to what they were doing in their new homeland. For instance, when you think of Fiddler on the Roof, you see Tevye going home to home selling his wares. Well, in the United States, what the immigrants did was they took their wares and they didn't go home to home. But what they did do was they stood on street corners and they had push carts and people would come up to them in the push carts and buy their wares. Then, as they move from the push carts to the storefronts, which are your brick and mortar stores, you started seeing the growth of the shopping centers, the strip malls, and you started seeing the next generation come up. And what were the next generation? They're the ones who went to work for the corporations, and they worked there for 25 years years and got their retirement. This was also the generation that fought in World War II. Why? Because they wanted to give back to their country what their country had given to them. And their children were known as the baby boomer generation. And the baby boomer generation followed their parents into the corporation to work and expected to work 25 years. 
but that was also the era of mergers between corporations where they had two to three people working the same job. So that what did the corporation do to trim down the workplace? They offered buyout packages. And that's because there was an unwritten rule that said that you had a job for life when you went to work for the corporation. So initially, they offered buyout packages. In that buyout packages, upper management and middle management people went or were offered a six-month buyout where they got their pay for six months and they got their health insurance. That was the original group that got the buyout packages. Then eventually what happened was it was just a big layoff. But during that time that they had those buyout packages, they had the opportunity to decide what they wanted to do. It was also the beginning of the Y2K era. And you started seeing a lot of consulting of people where they were overcharging. And it was also the beginning of the dot-com era. And if you remember, there was a big crash of the dot-com era at that time. But what's happening now is we've come full circle from where we were at the beginning of the 20th century in the 21st century that you're noticing that people are becoming entrepreneurs again. Only the difference being instead of having their business on street corners, it's on the internet through a website. So the next thing you have to do and consider is how are you going to market your business online? Six things to consider before starting a business. Turn your idea into a plan. Every entrepreneurial journey starts with an idea. Self-discipline, this may be one of the most important qualities for an aspiring entrepreneur to have. Be flexible. Follow your passion. Listen to the pros and find a nurturing environment for entrepreneurs. And remember this. Don't be tied to your first idea. Because remember, everything is trial and error. And what does trial and error means? That means that your plan may need to be tweaked. That the way you envision it the first time may not be the what the way it's going to actually work, and you might really need to learn how to put it all together and also how to rework it so that it can be finite. That's what we mean by never be tied down to your first idea. So, your first idea is really your best idea. When you launch, your product is a bit like a newborn baby. It's delicate, fragile, and the last thing you want to hear is that it's ugly. Or worse yet, to hear nothing at all. Unfortunately, 
The latter is often the case. When an ambitious entrepreneur launches a product they love, since your market doesn't want to outright tell you that your product is terrible, they don't say, I want And what they do is they don't interact with your content. They don't click on the CTAs and they don't click on the unsubscribe from your email list. But that's okay. More often than not, your first idea isn't your best idea, but it can segue into a profitable idea if you do everything in your power to understand that your market and what they really need, which what that means is the best way to get an idea of what's going on in your niche and how to solve their pain problem is to actually research, to find out what you can do to tweak everything because it's not about getting it right the first time, but about getting it right eventually. In the words of Eric Rice, which easily sums up what a lean startup is, the only way to win is to learn faster than anyone else. By the way, if you haven't read The Lean Startup yet, it's a must for first-time entrepreneurs. So, here's a lesson that you can learn. Don't get married to your ideas. Focus on the metrics that matter. Test everything before and during your building process. And always remember this, that everything is a learning process. You may not always get it right the first time, but you will eventually get there. Hiring the wrong person is more expensive than waiting for the right person. Even as an entrepreneur, when you work from home, you can outsource and you really wanna outsource to someone who really fits in and understands what it is that you're doing and what you're really trying to do. So. You might need to test out several virtual assistants to figure out which one works best for you. When an amateur entrepreneur hires their first employee, it usually has more to do with how much they like the person and how cheap it costs to employ them than that it does how good that person really is at their job. It doesn't seem like such a bad idea at first, but it only takes this a few times to find out that hiring people because they're cheap or because you like them is a terrible idea. You're better off hiring someone who's good at the work they do, even if they're more expensive. Over the long run, the higher performer will actually save you money. Redder Dare put it best when he said,
If you think it's expensive to hire a professional to do the job, why don't you hire the amateur? What's the lesson learned here? That the best thing you can do is take your time when hiring. You may have heard this before. Hire slow and fire fast. It's applicable to this point. Only hire when you absolutely must, initially. If there are things you can do early on, do them. But also, if it's best to hire and delegate, to focus on cash generating activities, do that too. This is what you'll have to trust your gut in. For instance, if you are a coach and you are just starting out, and what I mean by a coach, you can be an executive coach, a career coach, a relationship coach, and that's what you're the best at, then don't do the blogging or to promote your business. Don't do the digital marketing. Fire, or rather, hire someone who is an expert in those areas and delegate everything out to them. That way, what's happening is you're spending the time making the money, doing the things that you truly enjoy doing while you're delegating the other work out to someone else who is an expert in their niche market. That way, your promotion gets done right. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is your mental health directly impacts your business's success. Entrepreneurship has a dark side, a side that's riddled with mental health ailments. Statistically, entrepreneurs are twice as likely to struggle with depression and five times more likely to struggle with ADHD than their less ambitious counterparts. You could make an argument, of course, that the entrepreneurial lifestyle has a tendency to attract those of us with chemical imbalances. But I think it's equally likely that building a business creates or at least aggravates symptoms associated with depression, ADHD, and even bipolar disorder. Mental illness is the most misunderstood disability there is. And if you don't know it and recognize it up front, it can become worse. It can become debilitating. But if you get on the right medication and you take care of yourself, then you can function as well as anyone else. But remember this, your mental health actually impacts how successful you are in business. And you may not have a disability whatsoever, but when you create a lot of stress on yourself and then you grow to hate the job you're doing, even though it's something that you truly enjoy, what happens? You create a health problem 
for yourself simply because you're staying in an environment that you truly don't want to be in. Therefore, the best way to handle all of this is one way and one way only, to be aware of what you're doing and take care of yourself. And the more that you struggle, the more your business will struggle. I hit a workout recently with Austin Paulson, the founder of AP Performance, and he explained it this way. It doesn't take long to figure out that your own mental fortitude directly influences how quickly your business grows. I coach lots of people on their health, and if there's one thing I've learned along the way, it's that a person's health directly impacts their daily performance at home and behind the desk. So what's the first thing learned here? That your mental and physical health is everything, and it's not worth the cost of your success. Don't fall into the trap. He said, and be an entrepreneur focused on longevity and sustainability, which means that you need to focus on your physical and mental health also. Eat healthy, exercise often, and disconnect multiple times per week. Now, the best thing you can do is join a gym. And either that or get a personal trainer, someone that can help you to relieve the stress that you're putting yourself under on a daily basis. And this is truly very, very important in today's workplace to be aware of what you're doing and to understand just how you can take all of that and put it together in a way that when you are exercising, what you're doing is you're putting your concentration into those muscles and figure out how to stretch them, how to to focus in on that point so that what you're doing is you're really disconnecting from the stress in your life, that you're releasing that stress through the exercise. The next thing we're going to talk about is the road to success and how it can be a long one. People forget. They think that because they're going to go into business today, by the end of the week, they're going to have $1,000 or $2,000 in the bank. Now, if you're just starting out of business, remember this. You have to have a plan and you have to market. You have to figure out what your plan is, how much money you're going to invest in it up front. And once you've done that, then take it to the next level and figure out exactly where you are and exactly what you are going to be doing today to make it all work for you. Once you do that, then all you have to do is take that plan and really implement it. So 
When you launch a business, dreams abound. You don't just dream at night either. During the day, you find yourself wondering distractedly what it might be like to make millions of dollars or to lead a team of genius-level employees. And sure, for some businesses, that dream is a reality. But don't get sucked into the media frenzy. Highlight reels. Building a company from the ground up takes time and work. Sometimes it will be the perfect storm and things will move faster, but be focused on the long term also. Sometimes the reality is that far more boring, for also far more likely. A global slope upward that's riddled with relatively uninteresting spikes. And those spikes are the things that can be your downfall. Because remember this, things don't always go exactly as planned in anything you do. But if you have a plan and you're flexible with that plan, then the opportunities to succeed are better than average. That's how it's supposed to be. If there's one thing I've learned about entrepreneurship, it's that you have to enjoy the journey. If you love it, then you'll succeed. Now, the lesson learned here is be patient in your journey. Don't compare yourself or your company to others and focus on the things that you can control. Entrepreneurship is the greatest thing I've ever experienced, but it can also be the most volatile at the same time. Embrace your journey. Always remember this, that if you work on your goals, if you have a plan, for instance, if you have a goal of making $10,000 a month, you may start out with $1,000 or even just $500 the first month. But once you get started, always look for a way to double it. What can you do today that will influence what will happen tomorrow? And what can you do tomorrow that can influence what happens in a month or a year? Because there, think of it this way, as a 90-day plan and the effort that you put in within the first 90 days can influence what you do by the end of the year. Because if you put all the, the spokes in place for the wheel and the wheel starts turning, then you will reach your goal. But it's always a journey. Don't expect it to happen immediately. Because if you do, then you're putting undue stress on yourself. You'll have lots of unexpected twists and turns along your entrepreneurial journey. You may be subjected to lawsuits from partners or customers. You may raise money and lose it all in the same day. You may grow sales or go bankrupt. Fortunately, you can learn from people 
who've already been there and done that. Successful entrepreneurs will act as your guiding light to help you get where you want to go. Find mentors, read books, network with your peers. By remembering the above four points, you'll streamline your path to success and bypass a few of the lessons that most successful entrepreneurs had to learn the hard way. And here's another thing to think about. This is why you would get a coach that has been in the business already in your field because what's happened is that what is he telling you? He can give you the guidance of, from experience, from his mistakes, what you should do and how it can help change everything for the better. Remember this, it's always up to you because if you want to be successful, then you have to know exactly what you're doing and exactly how you are going to get there. Now, I'm often on Quora and I saw a question there that asked, why has Tony Robbins been so successful? My answer was to this, that he had a system where as many professional speakers who did the same thing did. Now, let me back up and explain that. I've been a professional speaker and trainer where I've used assessment profiles and designed training programs. What I do now on my own is I create e-learning courses and I put them on Skillshare. And if not on Skillshare, on Udemy. And I'm also on a site called Builderall where I dock my websites and I have my e-learning courses on there and I've actually sold them through a membership site. Well, what Tony Robbins is doing is he did what other speakers didn't do because he didn't look at it as that he's going to become a keynote speaker and go to associations and speak at associations a bit. He had a long-term plan, and that term was to publish books, to write his own programs, and to market them so that he was an early adapter to doing websites, sales funnels, and anything it took to build a business. Plus, he does info commercials. And not only the info commercials, but he's also done webinars. And what he's done is he's also placed these and used them on YouTube where he can market his products. These are different ways that you can incorporate doing the things that you want to do with your business. The idea is to be aware of what's going on and how to take all of this and how to put it together in a way that you can set up all of your business. And if you look at the technology today, and as I mentioned earlier in the beginning of this presentation of how the job market has changed, 
and how business is being done differently. If you remember, what did I say? That we've come full circle from where we were at the beginning of the 20th century. But what we're doing today is we're selling everything through websites. And it's all done through e-commerce. So look for ways that you can plan out your business in such a way that you are going to be adapting and you're going to learn how to use digital marketing. And what digital marketing incorporates is content marketing, videos where you can use them for advertising or promoting anything that you're involved in. You can do webinars. You can that are evergreen, you can then do other things that can help you incorporate your business into an opportunity to grow long-term. And remember that you can always go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. And you can sign up for both individual and group coaching. And what we will do is we will sit down with you and help you put together a business plan on exactly how you're going to set your business up, how you're going to plan out the marketing strategy for your business, and how to delegate out that work to other people so that you don't feel overwhelmed.